I'm Ed Adams, and you're listening to the AFCA Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the AFCA Podcast. And today, we're heading to Tennessee to see how their Entertainment Commission office is stimulating new opportunities in the industry. I'll explain more after the break. The AFCA Podcast is sponsored by Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment. Tennessee, home of Memphis blues and Nashville country, is also part of the growing migration of Hollywood heavy hitters and productions moving to the East Coast. Nashville has been a longtime epicenter of country music, but Tennessee as a whole has been a destination for film and television for some time now, and the appeal to produce in the state is steadily increasing thanks to incentives the state provides to entice music, film, and television producers to relocate their projects to the volunteer state and reap all the benefits the state has to offer. Now, the Tennessee Entertainment Commission, or TEC, is the driving force behind this endeavor. And recently, the office boosted their incentives to increase their share of the entertainment business. To get a sense of who they are and how their office works, I had a conference call with Bob Rains, Executive Director of the Tennessee Entertainment Commission. Um, For people who don't know about the Tennessee Entertainment Commission, tell us what it is and how it works. Uh, Yeah, the uh, Tennessee Entertainment Commission is uh, an office of the governor, um, and we are managed by the Department of Economic and Community Development. Um, you know, our main purpose is to increase high-quality job opportunities here in Tennessee for, for our creative class, which we feel is a very unique asset to the state of Tennessee. Um, you know, we work in promoting and, and, impl- and implementing uh, programmatic initiatives um, like our incentives um, here to make us a competitive market uh, for productions um, and to also develop out uh, multimedia entertainment properties across the state. Oh, okay. I was like, what are some of the services that you provide um, for the industry um, as part of the incentive? Yeah, so some of our some of the resources that we have, um, one is we do have a locations database. Um, we we do assist with with locations. You know, Tennessee has a very diverse topography. Um, you know, we go from the Appalachian Mountains, um, you know, all the way down to the Mississippi Delta, um, and we also have a production directory um, which has you know contains all of our workforce. Um, in it for people that are in film and television. So we offer those two services, um, you know, for for free, of course. Um, and then we have a we have a, a sponsorship uh, program. It's it's a private public partnership um, in which we partner with organizations all across the state of Tennessee um, that want to advance. Um, you know, production that wants to advance music, that wants to advance interactive digital media um, across the state. And as we work with several different partners on that, as well as um, we administer and manage an incentives program 
um, for film and TV. And then now we've just recently opened up um, a, a launch incentive around scoring. That's pretty awesome. Um, so tell me about some of the productions, whether television or movies that have been shot or produced in Tennessee. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we've had several film and television um, productions, you know, happen over the last, uh, you know, five years um, here in, in the state, which we're really proud of. Um, uh, Nashville, which was a TV series that um, was um, produced um, uh, by ABC and, and Lionsgate, um, they recently wrapped their six-year run um, on, on CNT. We've also had 42, Chad Bozeman, who um, who um, has gone on to do, um, you know, many, many other films, Black Panther, um, Get On Up, um, and then uh, Brian Banks, uh, which was recently filmed in, in Memphis. Um, that was a Tom Shadyak project that was produced by Shiv Hans um, in Memphis. And we currently have a, a Netflix feature called Uncourt with um, Prentice uh, Penny, um, who is going to be um, directing that, and, uh, and Nisi Nash, um, who's a part of that as, as well. Um, Hustle and Flow um, is one of the legacy movies that have come out of, of, um, of Memphis, um, you know, in the last few years, um, as well as uh, Ben and, ben and Pickler, um, which is a daytime uh, television series, which is nationally broadcast here um, out of Nashville. So, um, and, and going um, over to, to the eastern side of the state, um, the last movie star, which was filmed out of Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, was uh, one of Burt Reynolds' um, actually final films, uh, which we um, had the honor of um, having produced here um, in the state. Um, then we're also excited to have um, Discovery, Inc., here in the state of Tennessee. Um, they recently acquired Scripps Network, um, who produced um, programs like um, HGTV, DIY, the Food Network, and also the Travel Channel. And so we're um, very excited to, to have them um, here and also you know, just to be able to grow our production community. What is one of the biggest misconceptions you feel people have about Tennessee? One of the biggest misconceptions that people have about Tennessee, um, I think, when it comes to you know what our what our production um, what our production community looks like, I, I think that um, you know people from the the coastal cities um, sometimes don't know what kind of workforce that we really have here in the state. Um, obviously, music. Um, that we have here is a very globally branded um, component of our state within the entertainment sector. So a lot of people know that we have music here. Um, in regards to the film and television um, community, there's, um, there is, you know, sometimes a lack of understanding of just how well-trained our workforce um, is here and, and really just um, how broad um, you know, we of uh, the positions that we have here available in the state, as well as the production services that we have um, here in the state of, as well. So, 
it's not uncommon for studios to bring their own production crews from cities like Los Angeles and New York City to the South when they're working on their projects. How does TEC encourage and promote local talent and businesses? Um, well, the first thing is would would be just our incentives um, in general. You know, our uh, film and television incentive focuses on incentivizing Tennessee residents um, and Tennessee vendors. Um, a lot of other programs tend to focus on on non-residents, or, or they allow what we call just across the board incentives. Um, you know, we feel, like I said before, you know, we we know that we have a very talented crew base here with a very experienced crew base here um, in in the state, and so um, we utilize our incentive as a as a tool um, to really leverage. Um, those hires um, for for productions when they come into the state. We also we also work with the production on the front end to make sure that we are giving them the information that that they need, the tools that they need, like a production like our production directory to go in um, to do their research. We also give crew list and vendor list to these people on the front end so they can see. Um, you know, what people have worked on previously, and then they can do their due diligence. So it, it's a lot of working on the front end with people to make sure that they do understand, um, you know, the depth of our crew and the experience of our crew, but then also supplementing that with an incentive that is uh, really focused on um, rebating against Tennessee residents and Tennessee payroll. Tennessee's minority makeup is less than 23%. What incentives does the TEC have to provide opportunities for people of color? One of the things that, that we have um, uh, programmatically is uh, the private, um, uh, public-private sponsorship program, um, you know, that we work with organizations, you know, across the state um, that are helping to advance the production industry. Um, you know, under that, under that program, we work with the National Museum of African American Music uh, to support their Emerging Artist Series. Um, we also work with the International Black Film Festival as well, uh, which has been here uh, for, well, it's been here since 2006. Um, and then we also work with um, Indie Memphis that helps to support um, the Black Creators Forum in Memphis every year. And you just recently announced a new incentive. Can you tell us about the new TEC original music scoring incentive? Um, yeah, so you know, music is um, you know is a, is globally known, um, and at least you know Tennessee's music brand is globally known. And um, it was a great opportunity for us to leverage um, our talented musicians and also just the world class um, studios, recording studios that we have here in the state of Tennessee um, to attract scoring for original scoring for film, television, video gaming, multimedia projects. Uh, we saw this as a growth industry. Um, you know, we saw this um, as a sector of the, you know, of the music industry where we can be competitive against Los Angeles. We can be competitive against London. Um, and we wanted to, um, you know, launch an incentive and a rebate 
to you know help attract you know those um, those scores that are currently being done either in in Eastern Europe or or London or LA and trying to make Tennessee a um, option um, for composers and for media companies when they're looking to do original scoring. Um, it was launched November 13th. Um, it's going to uh, uh, the rebate is 25% on um, Tennessee residents um, and also any production services that are um, uh, associated with doing an original score here in, in the state of Tennessee. That was Bob Rings, executive director of the Tennessee Entertainment Commission. You can find out more about their office by visiting their website at tnentertainment.com and check out their Create Tennessee YouTube channel. Up next, we talk to an executive who moved his latest venture to Chattanooga, Tennessee, to benefit from all the lucrative incentives we just talked about. Chattanooga is known for being that blueberry in the strawberry patch. That was Jamal Munnerlin, a film producer and co-founder of the 10 Gig Festival. He, along with his business partner, decided to take the leap and move their new production studio venture to Chattanooga, Tennessee. I spoke with Jamal via Skype to get to know more about his new project, what made him choose Chattanooga, and what his new studio will add to diversifying Tennessee's entertainment business. Jamal, welcome to the AFCA podcast. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So tell us about the 10 Gig Festival and how did you get this partnership with the TEC? So essentially the 10 Gig Festival came about through uh, my business partner, Jared Nixon, going to Tennessee for about seven years and uh, seeing what they were doing with regards to their private and public partnerships. Uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee has the fastest internet in the world. Um, and so we were trying to figure out exactly what we could do in the city. And uh, with esports becoming such an emerging market, we decided that we wanted to tackle what we could do in esports um, by building a festival and then holding it in Chattanooga, which is, like I said, the best internet and the best place to showcase what a gig can do. Not only do you have this festival, but you've also built a new facility. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So from uh, we did a proof of concept with our with our esports festival last year. And so from that, we decided to go ahead and continue the festival. But in growing the festival, we realized we needed a venue. Um, like I said, public and private partnerships in Chattanooga are really they work phenomenally. So we had some private folks say, hey, let's let's talk to some public entities and see what spaces we might have that will work for you. And so they presented this old ballroom called the Centennial Ballroom and the Centennial Theater, uh, which we took over and decided to renovate, and we're currently renovate to create what is an esports arena and uh, some classic traditional motion picture and television sound stages. So what all will this facility have to offer? I mean, you said sound studios, but what else will it have? Absolutely. So our overall roadmap will lead to post-production, and you got to look at it from a uh, studio experience overall. Um, when you're in Los Angeles or in your Florida, you know, we take we, we take for granted the fact that we have Universal Studios or Warner Brothers right here in our backyards. And we don't think twice about it, even in Atlanta. Right. With Atlanta's growth, its ability to really have the, the type of impact that it's had recently with regards to production. You have a lot of studios in your backyard. What we're creating is a studio experience um, similar to what Universal City Walk did 
um, and being able to have a back lot experience and having film and television production going on. We also have the adult and, uh, and family entertainment that uh, is happening right in front of us with bars, restaurants, movie theaters, comedy clubs, and truly what is an overall experience. So, you know, with us being able to do what is the back lot and motion picture experience, and our partners with regards to the, the folks there at the Chattanooga Choo Choo and the Kinsey family um, and other city officials who have helped us out uh, in making this happen. We're going to create what is a, a true back lot and motion picture experience similar to uh, downtown Disney or Universal City Walk, but in the center of Chattanooga. Tennessee. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That, that sounds like a pretty big space. Now, a lot of times when, when people think about Tennessee, they typically think of the bigger cities like Nashville, Memphis, and Knoxville. Um, I mean, you mentioned that Chattanooga has a high-speed internet, but what, was that the only incentive that got you into that city? Um, yeah, the internet is what got me into the city. So my business partner, Damon, uh, Jared Nixon, has been a uh, business partner with Damon Johns for over 15 years. They started Stealth Branding, and they, uh, they built Shark Branding once uh, Damon started over on Shark Tank. So they were invited to come out to Chattanooga to do an experience called Gig Tank, which is similar to Shark Tank, but uh, it was their local element of showing how businesses could impact and use their fast internet, which is uh, they call it the gig. Um, Chattanooga has the nickname of Gig City for having their high-powered internet. Um, so from them going back and forth, and Jared specifically spending the time to go back and forth and meet with city officials and meet with the, with the you know, who's who in the city with regards to business and, and entrepreneurship. Uh, we were able to identify what we felt would be the appropriate event or the appropriate business to get into while we were in Chattanooga, uh, which we felt was the esports space. Um, but again, from the esports space that we were in and seeing what we were able to do as we were gearing up to do esports in a larger, in a larger uh, arena per se, we found that film and television, which is where, where all of our backgrounds come come into play, that we had this opportunity. So the easiest way for me to sit, look at it here, you know, to kind of explain it, and the easiest way for me to um, kind of put it out there is, if somebody, you know, if you look at Walt Disney, and he has all these concepts and all these ideas in his mind, of, and he really wants to figure out how to do it, and, he, and he's trying to find the place to do it, um, and, he, and he's having a trouble finding the place. Well, for us, the place came to us and said, hey, this is where you want to, that idea that we know that you're working on in your head and that idea that we know that's going to work out, you need to do it here, and we'll help you facilitate doing that. And things have just opened up in that way. And our roadmap overall, you know, having studios and having a facility, it wasn't until the end of 2019 that we were even really considering moving in that direction. All of those things stepped way forward at the end of 2017, and that's all we've been focusing on through 2018 and accomplishing this feat. Okay, cool. Now, Chattanooga's proximity is, is pretty close to Georgia, right? And I was curious, yeah. like, is the goal to provide an alternative for filming and post-production, or does it have the potential to maybe partner with um, – you know, companies that are doing production here in Georgia? Uh, we want to do both. So Georgia last year had four, some, something around 422 productions. They did $2.7 billion in, in, uh, that specifically impacted the state of Georgia because of film and television production. Um, we recognize just from a geographic perspective, um, it's difficult to maneuver and move in certain parts of the state because of the amount of one, the population of, uh, of those cities, 
and two, just places to work, right? You know, if you have a city that's that's booming and popping and every studio is booked and every place is, is, is booked, it's tough for people to get things on schedule. Our proximity to Georgia, Chattanooga being on the state line, being an hour and a half away from the city of Atlanta, who is uh, obviously doing a lot of production work right now, we feel we're in a great geographic location between Atlanta and Nashville. Um, to allow folks to recognize that they have the same level of elite production opportunity um, in Chattanooga as well. Now, the post-production elements of things are obviously, there's a cost against them, right? Building a post-production facility um, is a, is a, is a uh, financial is it financially something that is not that easy. Um, it requires a lot of upfront and a lot requires a lot of investing upfront, not guaranteeing a product coming in. For us, the way we've looked at our business and the way that we've looked at our model is we wanted to go ahead and guarantee, making sure that we get things in. So our partners and our folks that are invested in our business feel comfortable in the long term of what we're doing. Um, a lot of startups and a lot of folks look at the short out of things. For us, we're fortunate enough to have partners that are in it for the long haul. You know, so you know, we've got partners like Damon John involved in our project. We've got Brooke Smith who's involved in our project, and we've also got Ken Griffey Jr. involved with the project, um, and his investment team involved with the project. So all of these things are are things that we've, you know, we've, we've including our local partners, which are the Luptons and the Benwoods, um, uh, Kenzie Probasco Hayes um, out of uh, out of Chattanooga as well. All these partners are, understand what we're doing. All these folks have come in understanding what we want to do overall for economic development in the state of Tennessee, particularly in the city of Chattanooga. But we're all in it together for the long haul. So um, it's a vision of being able to take each step one by one, accomplish each, and then move forward. So step one, let's get these studios up and running. Let's get business into the state of Tennessee. Let's let folks know that we have high level and elite level production coming from all over the world. Um, and there's a direct pipeline between Hollywood quote unquote and the state of Tennessee that's been opened. Um, and, and we want our studios to be that, that pipeline. So let's talk about jobs. Um, people of color represent about, uh, about 39% in Chattanooga. Um, what plans or opportunities do you see or partnerships um, will your studio provide for people of color, women, the LGBTQ communities in terms of Absolutely. opportunities and education? Well, that's what we want. So number one is we want to be able to go ahead and attract and bring in outside of the day-to-day jobs that we'll have uh, in our facility. We want to attract what is the industry or the entertainment industry so that we can bring in a larger number of production jobs into the area to give those folks an ability to get the skills that are needed for not only the productions that we bring into town, but all the productions that can come into town that we're not bringing into town, right? The way I look at it, and I think the way our team looks at it, is, is that teams are going to want to hire local folks based on the amount of experience they get. And the only way they're going to be able to get that experience is if folks like us go ahead and put we put something on our back and take the risk of going out and getting those jobs into town. Um, yes, it's 40%, about 39, 40% uh, minority in the in the city of Chattanooga. But you know, when you, you look at the number of women, it's about 60%, right? So how do we do not only bring in those jobs for like we're saying, a minority community and LBGQ community, but also for women 
particularly who make up 60% of that of that city and that market. Um, and we feel that the cross, the, the amount of jobs that are available and the amount of jobs that come into town due to different productions, may it be a television series that can sit and plan itself in an area for five to six years, or a, a film that comes into town for 18 months, those opportunities are going to give those local folks the experience that they need to go ahead and be able to compete, not just in Chattanooga, but like we were talking about, Nashville and Atlanta are also thriving hubs of entertainment. You know, Nashville, as we know, has become a hub for music nationally um, that's competing with Las Vegas with regards to tourism. Um, Atlanta, as we know, with regards to production, is one of the hottest production spots in the country, if not the hottest spot for production in the country currently outside of Los Angeles. Um, Chattanooga sits right in the middle of both of those. And so when both of those places become saturated with production, which they already have, the professionals in Chattanooga are going to have the experience that's needed to be able to go ahead and move in, in and out of those other cities and be able to work as well. So the economic development that we feel that we can help provide and the economic development that we can help encourage um, is all based on us putting some work in and getting the jobs into town. To piggyback on that uh, point that you just made, um, one of the things that I that I was reading about is the stigma of Tennessee. T- Tennessee is a very conservative uh, state. Um, and I was curious uh, from someone on the West Coast, how do you how are you planning to uh, approach that stigma uh, of getting people to start putting their money and putting their productions in Tennessee and specifically in Chattanooga? Well, Chattanooga is known for being that blueberry in the strawberry patch. You know, it's a common phrase that's used, right? It's a very liberal city inside a very conservative conservative state. Um, that's one of the beauties of it, right? But overall, um, the state, is a, I think, can get a bad rap with regards to what national attention might be based on people's agendas. You have to kind of get on the ground and know people. You have to shake hands. You have to go have a bite to eat. You have to have a drink with somebody to really know what, what a state and a city and, and, and a region is about. Um, when I got to Tennessee, you know, in my experience in Tennessee, I was definitely, you know, I'm a jaded West Coast guy. Um, so there was a lot of things that I was expecting to not see. There was a lot of things that I was, ex- certain ways I was expecting to be treated. Um, negative connotations, all based on my own, you know, all, all on my own, just being ill-informed, period. That, that's my bad. <laughs> um, when I got to the city of Chattanooga and the welcome that I got to the city of Chattanooga, again, public and private, was phenomenal. One of the things I took away from my first trip that I always reiterate and I like to tell folks, um, because I've met quite a few city officials throughout the years, and I've met quite a few folks, you know, in my my lifetime here in production and and moving around the world. But when I met with the mayor of Chattanooga, it was the first time I'd ever sat with a mayor that had told me and said in front of myself and other business partners, I want to be able to travel around the world and say that Chattanooga is the home of urban entrepreneurship. Now, I'm a black man, and to listen to a white mayor of a town like Chattanooga say that he wants to go around the world and say that Chattanooga is the home of urban entrepreneurship, I took that as, I want to help you say that. (laughs) And I want to help to make sure that when you go around saying that, it's the truth. So, I mean, that's, that's what really brought me in. When I know that a city official at the top has that type of commitment to making sure that entrepreneurs that look like me um, have a shot from anywhere in the world in his city, 
I'm going to help them out. All right. That's pretty cool. Before we wrap up, one thing that if people wanted to know more about uh, about your studio, um, how can they find out more about it and, and what your project is? Or if they want to kind of get on, on the on, get in on the bandwagon right now, what can they do? Definitely. So we're going to be releasing all of our materials for Gigbox at the end of this year. Um, our facility is going to open up um, April 1. We're going to have a, in March, we're going to have a grand opening celebration with, uh, you know, all city officials. We'll invite the senators down and, and do something big with uh, TEC, the Tennessee Entertainment Commission. They've been absolutely phenomenal and then really just helping us get our name out and, and, and get what we need to get out. Again, we, all of these things have happened so fast for us that you know, within hiring our marketing firm to do our marketing materials, get the name. The, the name is the first time I've said the name publicly outside of our meetings. <laughs> so, you know, this is like even the website and all of those things, all of those forward-facing materials will be ready January 1, uh, 2019. So they'll be able to find us at gigboxstudios.com. Uh, um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll be doing a lot of public uh, – we'll be doing a lot of media, and we'll be doing a lot of public things with regards to getting the Gigbox Studios out there for folks. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jamal, thank you so much for like speaking with me on the podcast. Absolutely. No, sorry. Thank you very much. I definitely, you know, love Africa, love all the work that, uh, you know, Gil has been doing throughout the years. Um, I really think it's important for us to have these types of forums and these types of mediums for us to have these conversations so that we can all grow and, um, and truly enrich what is the economic development of our community globally. Mm -hmm. Um, by really just focusing on what we can do together. Um, absolutely. The forum allows us to do that. So, yeah, absolutely, man. Again, that was Jamal Munwin, co-founder of the 10 Gig Festival and the upcoming Gig Box Studios. If you'd like to know more about state incentives, check out the National Conference of State Legislatures. There, you can find a comprehensive list of the states that have incentive programs and what they have to offer. And if you are looking to start a project and you need to know the financial ins and outs of these lucrative offerings, I found a ton of information on greenslate.com. Check out their blog to understand more. And that's our show. Thanks again to Bob Rains of the Tennessee Entertainment Commission and Jamal Munnerland of Gigbox Studios for participating in this episode's discussion. Did you know that AFCA has picked its top movies of 2018? Well, it's true. And we have all of our winners all available on AFCA.com. Follow us on social media as well. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook and Instagram. And if we'd like to hear from you, so send us an email at podcast at AFCA.com or just leave us a message on social media. Our theme music is Red Carpet by Lev Phonic. You can find out more about him and his music on Twitter at Lev Phonic. And until next time, keep your head up.